There's been many times in my life where I have seen people start off really good in their walk with the Lord or even in a career that I thought they were really meant to be in. And then down the road, a couple years later, look back and wonder where they're at. They're not serving the Lord or they're not in the same career. Something happened and they've almost come to a complete stop and they've, they've given up. And the title of this program this morning is Don't Stop. Welcome to Healing Begins. My name is Pastor Gail, and I have Karen Wisniewski with me this morning. Say hi, Karen. Hello there. How are you doing, Karen? I'm doing really, really well. Isn't it exciting to talk to people at 1 a.m. in the morning? Yes, yes. I just sometimes wonder who is scanning the band and come across our voices. And so I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. And I'm excited that you all are listening out there. I'm just hoping you're sharing this with your friends. It's just Karen and I having a discussion today about Don't Stop, another 4.30 in the morning revelation. Yeah. So what are some of your thoughts on this? Well, um, Don't Stop, uh, it just brings me back to um, when I was running 5Ks and well, started running 5Ks. And um, I was in this race and we started out, as you were saying, as a Christian believers, we started out fast, go. And we actually started this, I was running with my dear friend and sister-in-law um, in this race. And we started out quite fast. And you know, you get into the first three fourths of a mile and you're like, whoa, okay, uh, I'm getting tired here. And you, you pushed, you're like, yeah, we got this, we got this. and towards the end of the race, um, I my body just like, and um, did not feel well. And um, I end up stepping out of the race. And I still have that picture so clear in my mind because I had my younger kids who ran cross country um, cheering us on and I'm like, I can't go any further. And uh, my friend just kept on going and I stepped out on the sidelines and um, after, soon after I stepped out of the race, I realized that because it was cross country, didn't know where the finish line was because I've never ran that course before. And I just around the corner was the finish line. And I think if I would have not stepped out of the race and just walked, took one step at a time, and right around the corner was the finish line, mm -hmm. and I gave up. And I think that with um, with our Christian walk, as you said, Gail, earlier, that we start out so strong and we just want to um, throw the towel on or, to, you know, to, towel in or step out of the race. And um, many times in, um, in our lives as believers that right we want to just struggles come hardness comes and the enemy right enemy comes and he wants to kick us off the course and so that just brings me back to that picture of stay the course right don't stop well i have a similar story oh, okay. uh just like you i was running and this was only a two-mile race in holland but i had just become a brand new runner like a brand by the way the christian walk is a marathon not a sprint and you learn that really quick. 
And if you go into a long distance race with a sprint mentality, you're going to be in trouble. And so I had trained, I was running about three miles a day, very slow. And I thought I was ready for this two mile race in Holland, Michigan. So I was all excited, got my new tenny boppers on. I'm in the front. I'm in the front where the, 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 I'm going to call them the big dogs run or the guys that are really fast run. And so we are ready and the gun goes off, bang, and the gun goes off. And man, I am running. Now I know that, I know what my normal speed is. I know my normal speed back then was about eight minutes a mile. Well, when I came through that first mile, I was doing six and a half minutes. And I knew I was in trouble because I was running off the adrenaline of the crowd. Yeah. And all of a sudden I, I was trying to breathe and my side was hurting and I was hanging on to my side. And all of a sudden my six and a half mile went down, I swear, 10, went down real slow. And I managed to limp across the finish line because I really wasn't prepared and I didn't really understand that the Christian walk is not a marathon, but it's a sprint. And there are, uh, the Christian walk is not a sprint, but a marathon. Yeah. And there are times, boy, when the pain was hitting my side, I just wanted to come to a complete walk. Oh, yeah. Quit. Yeah. If you've ever had side pain, it don't feel fun. Oh, yeah. It means you're not breathing right. Your diaphragm's not working right. And all of a sudden, you're not prepared for the rest of the race. Now, I did have a time where I ran a 10-mile race. That's the longest I've ever ran. And I will tell you, I didn't sprint. And I did a slower jog, and I managed to make 10 miles. But I got shin splints. And because I, I was yeah. training, what's that? I said, those are no fun. <laughs> and I was training for a marathon. I never did make the marathon. But, you know, in life, you know, when you come to know the Lord, I love Jeremiah 29, 11, know the plan I have for you, saith the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. When I was praying about this, I just saw the picture of some people that have just really given up on life. I want you to know you're not alone, and I want you to know that you can make it. Maybe there's some of you out there listening today. You started out well, but you're definitely not in the place you know you should be. And I want you to know when you go to accept Christ, the enemy will do anything he can to stop and hinder you. Yeah, um, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven is just is one of my um, life verses, and. Um, we have to keep continue on though to verse 12 right and 13 it says um after it says for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope in the future verse 12 then you will call on me and come and pray to me and i will listen to you verse 13 you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart so i just think um, just going to the Lord, come to me. He says, I will be found. And a lot of times, right, we're just going through, we're pushing through, and we're, we're not praying. We're not seeking God. And I think that's that's key, right? That That's key. 
Well, and the other thing the enemy does too, and we're, we're going to read that scripture in just a minute. I'm going to read Luke 8, 5. Is the minute the Lord brings truth to you in Revelation, the enemy tries to come to steal that from you. Karen, you want to read Luke 8, 5? Sure. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up with it, and choked the plants. Still other seeds fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. Well, this is, what do you get out of that scripture, Karen? Well, just as you were saying, Gail, right? When we get revelation, we hear God's word, and it just, it, it goes, it just goes away. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> That's a bird. That's my bird sound. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't do my bird sound over the waves. That might scare people, but I think of the crow. Ah, ah, he comes. And the enemy is like that. He'll come. I hope the crow isn't your favorite bird, but <laughs> the enemy will come and try to snatch it away. Right. Yeah. And what does he use to get people to stop? How about when you read this parable? The interpretation of this, he uses the cares of this world mm -hmm. and the trials and tribulations to choke out the word that God has given you. And if you haven't taken the time to get your roots down deep, when the sun comes out and it's hot and hard times come, you can wither away and give up when God wants you to keep going. Right. And how do we get our roots deep is reading the word, right? Reading the Bible and our quiet time, spending time with the Lord and listening. When we're asking and we're praying, right? But let's not forget to listen to see what God is saying to us in the now today. Psalms chapter one said he will be like a tree planted by the streams of living water that yields its fruit in its season, whose leaf does not wither, and whatever he does prospers. I love that Psalms chapter 1. And so you got to realize that when you come to Christ, you need to get your roots down. You need to get down deep. You, you need to find a church, a good church, be a part of it. Don't be church hopping, because if you're church hopping, you can't keep roots down. I mean... You ever transplant a plant? It's not good for a plant to transplant it to somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So we got to get our roots down. We got to understand the word and we got to get into the water of the word and really get our roots down deep. So I'm rem I have a, a vision in my mind of a willow tree. I don't know if you've ever seen an old weeping willow. The wind can be howling and blowing hard and the willow is just bent right over. But then when the wind quits, the willow springs right back up, and it's just fine. So the willow is a good example of how God wants us to be. Roots are down, flexible, and when the wind comes, we bend, but we don't break. And that's important. Yeah. I remember of a lie that I used to believe that um, that would keep me um, 
that I was not a good reader that would keep me from reading the word. And I just would like if any of you out there that are like, I don't, I just hate reading. I'm not a good reader. Um, that's, I believe, a lie that's been rooted down like we came to believe as when we were younger because as as a young kid I wasn't a good reader and so I found that um that kept me from reading and once I'm like identifying that lie that I was believing and just pushing for and reading um God's word but also there's so many apps out there that we can listen to um we're on the road so maybe if you're on the road right now right um of course, listening to us now, but afterwards, um, listen to the, um, you, there's a, what, a you version app. There's some, so many apps out there that we can actually listen to the word of God. And it's getting in us, right? Getting in us and being established and deeply um, root us. Well, and that reminds me too of the busy world we live in today. People can be really tired. I know if you're like me, you can be really tired. And if I pick up a Bible, and try to read really, really tired, well, I'm going to be sleeping because yeah. I get tired. So there's nothing wrong with laying back, turning on your Bible app, listening to the Word of God being read, and then fall asleep because mm-hmm. that will just sink in your spirit. That stuff will get in your spirit. So the Bible apps are really important that you get the Word of God in you. So, yeah, a really good idea with the Bible apps. Then I was thinking about how uh, I was reminded when I was in Costa Rica last year working with Extreme Camp and Pastor Christian got in front of these 40 gang leaders and he said this statement. He said, look, Christianity's not for crybabies. What? That's what he told them. He said, Christianity is not for crybabies. You need to understand this when you become a Christian. It's a fight. And while he was talking to 40 gang leaders that he pulled away from the drug lords. And if they accepted Christ and went back, it could cost their life. In fact, out of 320 guys, a mixture of men and women he had rescued, 20 had been assassinated for their faith. That's right. Uh, I go work with him. He's fun to work with. It's a little dangerous down there, but we're okay. And um, I think today... People become a Christian and they say, why am I going through hard times? I hate to quote you a secular song. I beg your pardon. I never promised you a rose garden (laughs) instead of the sunshine. There's going to be a little rain sometimes. You know that old song? I've never promised you a rose garden. I have heard. Yes. (laughs) It's before Karen's time. And so, you know, 1 Timothy 6.12 says, Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. We are to fight the good fight. And so what are some of the ways we can fight, Karen? Well, um, I, I think of it's, it's not in our own power, right? Yes, we're fighting, but relying on the power of the Holy Spirit that who is believers dwells within us, right? In Ephesians, it talks about the same power that Christ was risen from the dead lives in us. So again, we come back to the Jeremiah, that knowing that God has plans to prosper us, but he's also asking us to come to him and pray. So um, knowing our, knowing and seeking him and his power within us to fight the good fight. So we don't grow weary. It's in him. It's him in us. 
I always thinking about fighting the good fight since God's word has so much power. It's good for you to find a scripture, maybe like Psalm 91 or Psalm 27 or Psalm 121, and literally pray that scripture over your life out loud. Great power. And then if there have been times when people have given you words from the Lord that you know they were from the Lord, you can use those in your prayer time to fight with too. So when Jesus was in the wilderness being tempted by the devil, the devil would come around and tempt him, and he would say, it is written, it is written, it is written, and it is written. And then the Bible says that Satan left him for a more opportune time. The bad penny always tries to return. And so if you're out there today, maybe... Maybe, you're, maybe you feel like giving up or maybe you feel like quitting or maybe you just feel like uh, throwing in the towel on life. Yeah. Man, you're valuable. Don't throw the towel on life. If you're suicidal, go to the emergency room. Get help because there are a lot of people that love you a lot more than what you think and you're important to God. Yeah, I... Um, <laughs> Just as I shared earlier of the story, it was just around the corner was the finish line, right? And I think of uh, like the brink, you're at the brink of the blessing and the enemy just wants to kick you out of the race. So get mad at the enemy. The enemy is at work, right? Um, John 10, 10, it says the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So just recognize that the enemy is feeding you these lies and he wants you to knock you out of this race of life and and god has again plans to prosper you right he wants you to have life to its fullest so get your eyes back on the lord right seek his word um community as get your as get into a group a bible study church but um just know who's at work um trying to kick us off the race and you're at, the, you're at the edge, you're at the brink of the blessing, so don't give up. Don't give up. You know there will be mountains that stand in your way to try to keep you from getting to where you're going, but mountains are just in the pathway to your destination and destiny. And the Bible says that we are to speak to the mountains. It said, if you will say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and believe in your heart, it will be done. So if you've got some mountains standing in your way, to speak to them in the name of Jesus and tell them to be removed and cast into the sea. Yeah. Also, um, as Gail, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, um, about remembering what God has already said, maybe through somebody's spoken words or his word. A lot of times I think the enemy, I think of the stone of the sea that just plucks out of what God has already spoken to us. Um what the plans that he has for us maybe, or um, that God put dreams in us that we lose sight of that. And um, I think that's where journaling um, is real good and to go back into reading what God has already spoke to you uh, to remember. Because just like the Israelites, we right? We for, for, they forgot and remember. Uh, um, just remember what God has already done, what his word says and his promises to us. It's good to remember the victories you've had in the past. Even when they crossed the Jordan River, 
Joshua told them in the middle of the river to put up 12 stones to have a monument to the goodness of God, to how he got them through so that generations would say, what are those stones are about? Then they could tell them the stories about how God delivered them through and out of situations. Because, you know, many times God says, when you walk through the water, I will be with you. He didn't say he'd take you out, but he said he'd be with you. I'll love, um, in Joshua, right, it talks about, um, I'll be with you and I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I think that's in Joshua 1. Well, he also says in Joshua 1, 8, to be strong and courageous. Then he goes on and says, be strong and very courageous. If somebody gave me a word like that, I wouldn't like it. Because what that means is I've got challenges ahead. But God is letting me know that with him, I can do all things. I can make it through. Yeah. You want to lift up a prayer for those that are feeling like quitting and throwing in the towel? Yeah, I've been there. So, yeah, I just want to encourage you that, um, again, um, the truth that you just heard that God is uh, he's, he's for you. He's not against you and that not to give up. So, Lord, we just ask, Father God, that you just come afresh and anew upon the people that are listening. Lord God, that they would just feel your presence right now. Uh, may they be driving or at work or wherever they are, Lord God, that they would feel your love, that you have amazing plans for them, Lord, and that they would, um, we just come against the enemy and all of its lies. We say no, no. And, and fears, we say no to fear, goodbye to fear, Lord, goodbye to doubts. And we say, Lord, that's your perfect love. Cast out all fear. So, Lord, um, yeah, just your love, just pour upon them right now. Lord God, um, just protect their minds, renew their minds, renew their thinking, Lord, um, to um, alignment with your truth and who you say um, that they are in Christ Jesus. So peace, peace, peace. Um, come upon them a peace that transcends all understanding guard their hearts and minds in Christ Jesus Lord I even pray for those that came to my mind Lord that there are those that are suffering financially right now I pray that you would be Jehovah Jireh to them that you would be their provider and that you would take care of the financial need that they're facing even those that are facing a need of a new job or they're out of work. Lord, I pray for you would provide work and I pray that you would provide the job they need. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for Healing Begins. Uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May you know you're never alone. May you know that you're wanted, accepted, loved, cared for, and that you're God's precious treasure. We look forward to hearing from you. May God bless you. May he keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. And may you know he is always with you.